I'm David Atterbury, and this is Big Truths, a weekly podcast where we grow in Christian doctrine by looking through the door of church history. Last week, we began by examining what the Bible says about the doctrine of the resurrection by walking through the Old Testament book of Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones. For those of us familiar with what the Bible says about the future resurrection of the body, we tend to think of it as a New Testament doctrine. We're familiar with what Paul had to say about our bodies being like seeds that are planted in the ground. He wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a corruptible body. It is raised an incorruptible body. Or you might be familiar with the passage about Jesus' resurrection being the evidence that we will all be resurrected as Christians. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, 12, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. Your faith also is vain. But it may surprise you to learn that the Old Testament has as much to say about the resurrection of the dead almost as the new. We'll examine this and more in this episode of Big Truths. begin by reading from John chapter 11 from the Legacy Standard Bible. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? So did you catch what Martha said? She said about her brother who had died that she knew he would be raised from the dead. And when would that be? She said it would be on the last day. Well, where did she learn this? Martha believed what the prophets of the Old Testament had told her. She read her Bible. Therefore, she believed that there would be a last day. She knew this universe was being ushered into a final day by the sovereign hand of the Lord. The God of the ages was in control, and he has appointed a day, a final day, when he will judge the world. And Martha believed because she read the prophets, that this last day, her brother and all who trusted in the Lord and were his people would be raised from the dead and have life, everlasting life. They would have life forever, never to die again. Now you may be thinking, I've read the Old Testament. I don't ever recall coming across those passages. If I did, I would remember that, you think. So where in the Old Testament 
does it say that? Those things, they sound like New Testament teachings, that there will be a final day of judgment and that the dead will be raised, never to die again. Well, what Martha knew was that at the end of all of her people's long and tragic history, there would be a day when the Lord would appear. God had not left them. God had never left them. There will be a day of vindication for God's long-suffering people. Martha believed that God himself would one day come to deliver his people and judge the wicked. And not only did Martha believe this, but along with Martha are all who have read the prophets and believed them. They knew that the great day of the Lord was coming. And perhaps you have heard of that term, the day of the Lord. And when we read the prophets, we see that they taught that the day of the Lord would bring two things to pass. First, Martha knew that there would come a day to reveal all the wrongs done on earth and to punish the wicked. Isaiah chapter 26, starting in verse 19, says this, Your dead will live, their corpses will rise. You who dwell in the dust, awake and shout for joy, for your dew is the dew of the dawn, and the earth will give birth to the departed spirits. Come, my people, enter into your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until indignation passes. For behold, Yahweh is about to come out from his place to visit the iniquity of the inhabitants of the earth. And the earth will reveal her bloodshed and will no longer cover those of hers who were killed. End quote. So did you hear that? The dead will rise. And when will this happen? We are told it will be on the day that is coming a day when all wrongdoing, all the bloodshed on earth will be revealed. The earth will no more cover its slain. For those who were murdered and never found, the earth will reveal their locations. Their bodies will be uncovered. And when does this happen? It is because the Lord is coming out from his place. The Lord will come to personally administer justice upon the earth. The wicked will have no place to hide. Now we'll say more about this passage in just a minute, but first notice that this day is a day when the Lord will judge the wicked. And there's another passage that teaches us these things. It says this in Daniel chapter 12, Those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Daniel 12, verse 1. Now at this time, Michael, the great prince, who stands guard over the sons of your people, will stand, and there will be a time of distress, such as never happened since there was a nation until that time. 
and at that time your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be rescued. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake, these to everlasting life, but the others to reproach and everlasting contempt. And those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven, and those who lead the many to righteous like the stars forever and ever. So Daniel also teaches us these things. Those who sleep in the dust will awake, and some of them it will be to everlasting contempt. There is a judgment coming that you will not be able to escape even after your death. The justice of the Lord will find you out. Dying will not allow you to escape it. It will be everlasting punishment. So all of this is the first thing we learn from these Old Testament passages about the resurrection. There will be a day when justice will be given to all. No one will escape But there is a second thing that we learn, a second thing that Martha knew, having read and believed the prophets. So second, Martha knew that the Lord would come to deliver his people with a glorious salvation. Isaiah 26 verse 19 says this, Your dead will live, their corpses will rise. You who dwell in the dust awake and shout for joy. For your dew is as the dew of the dawn, and the earth will give birth to the departed spirits. And also in Daniel 12, it says this, that those who sleep will shine brightly, like the brightness of the expanse of heaven, and those who lead the many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. So more than merely delivering his people from their national enemies, God would destroy the greatest enemy of all, death. Listen now to a third passage from Isaiah chapter 25, starting in verse 6. And Yahweh of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all people on this mountain, a banquet of aged wine, choice pieces of marrow, and refined aged wine. And on this mountain... He will swallow up the covering which is over all peoples, even the veil which is stretched over all nations. He will swallow up death for all time. And the Lord Yahweh will wipe tears away from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth, for Yahweh has spoken. So Martha knew these passages and she believed them. She had hope that her brother would rise from the dead on the last day, the great day of the Lord. But standing at the graveside of her brother, surrounded by mourners, what hope could she have today? The day of the Lord was a long way off. What comfort could she find Today, as the extended family in the village of Bethany mourned Lazarus' death. Well, the rabbi Jesus was a friend of the family, and she knew that he could perform miracles. 
but it was too late. Lazarus was already dead. Maybe if Jesus had come sooner, he could have healed him, as Jesus had healed many other people. But what could he do now? If only he had been there earlier. Then Jesus could have prevented her brother's death. But now there was no hope, Martha thought. What Martha did not know was that Jesus chose to not heal Lazarus. Jesus intentionally stayed two more days before traveling to Bethany so that he could awaken him from his sleep, as it says in John eleven eleven. Jesus said to his disciples that he was glad he was not there in order that his disciples may believe. And now Jesus turns his question to Martha. Do you believe? He says, in effect, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? Do you believe, Martha, that I am the power of the last day? Do you believe that I am the Lord himself who will raise his people from their graves? Do you believe that all who trust in me will have the veil of death removed and join me at the feast? Do you believe that I am the Son of Man from the book of Daniel that will be given an everlasting kingdom whose power is now breaking into the world? Do you believe, Martha, that I will swallow death forever and make the righteous shine like the brightness of the sky above? And Martha believes. She knows that he is the Lord's anointed, the Son of God, and the one who is coming into the world, as she confesses in verse 27. Jesus arranged the events of that day so that the crowds also might believe. It says later in verse 41, So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I knew that you always hear me, but because of the crowd standing around, I said this, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when Lazarus was called out of the grave, as we read in verse 45, Therefore many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done believed in him. Friends, that day in Bethany, something happened that was more important than reuniting a brother with his two sisters. It was that those who saw and heard Jesus had the opportunity to believe in him. The Apostle John tells us in chapter 20 of his gospel, verse 31, that this story was recorded and passed down, quote, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name, end quote. So just like Martha, Jesus would ask of us, do you believe? We have the opportunity to thank Jesus for being the resurrection and the life. 
we know that no one can come to the Father except through him. And in believing, we can have life in his name. I want to thank you for listening to Big Truths. For more information and articles, go to our website, bigtruths.net. I recently posted some articles about Charles Spurgeon's salvation experience. And I'll meet you again next week where we will open another door for more Big Truths.